0: And welcome to the 15th episode of the National Institute for Gamer Review. I am DK.
1: And I'm Lewis in a room with no doors.
0: <laughs> and we are pleased to bring you a very special guest today, our good friend Marty, uh, if you want to say hi.
2: Hey.
0: And, uh, yeah, we, we, we've had a lot of requests to, to bring you on. We're very excited to have you um, discuss. The, for those of you who aren't aware... Um, Marty has a great uh, YouTube channel called uh, Marty Plays, and he has... Uh, how many episodes are you up to now on, on Marty Plays The Sims? What is um,
2: I believe the latest one was 23.
0: 23. 23 episodes. And, uh, I, was, uh, I haven't watched all of them, but I, 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 the, my first one I was sort of jumping in was, um, was episode 11, which opens, uh, if you recall, with a uh, lengthy um, quote from, I think it was, All The King's Men. Or uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just a very kind of interesting philosophical quote and 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 this is what's great about this series is is uh you know we get sort of uh, philosophical reflections and uh, interspersed with um with our gameplay analysis and and just kind of like exploring the limits of this of this series and sort of what what it is and and what it's all about now th- this series and your 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 experience with it this is this is The Sims One right
2: yeah The Sims One and I picked it. Uh, basically just because it's the sims that i played when i was a kid i had a copy of it um when i was in middle school and so i played it a little bit and then kind of got tired of it and then i was thinking about it later on and decided to go back to the that original one like you were saying um about the limitations of the series because the limitations of that series kind of give you a lot to talk about
1: yeah also Um, compared to older versions it's not a thousand dollar game Oh. <laughs> right. So
0: uh, <laughs> referring to of course the uh, the monetization strategy. I guess we should we could, we could I like to start um typically with like at least a little bit of a um historical overview. So in and in that case we're we're talking about uh I guess Mac Now Mac so Maxis is the developer of course uh founded by Will Wright in when is it uh, uh 1987. 1987. Um And they were founded, I guess, to help publish SimCity. Didn't he? Now he, Will Wright himself, was a designer on SimCity, right? Am I am I mistaken in that, or I thought he for some reason I thought he was. I'm not sure. Do you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I guess he was working on it, and then like they also needed a publisher, and they're like, well, okay, we you know we can do the publishing ourselves. Um. And then uh, they 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 produced a number of titles. Uh. I haven't played all of them. I see what what is like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess very few people have probably played all of the, the Sim City type uh, titles. Uh, let's look over the Sim City, Sim 2000, Sim City 64, Sim City 3000, Sim City 4 DS, Societies DS2 Creator, Social and Build It. All are just in the Sim City. Other titles include Sim Earth, Sim Ant, Sim Life, Sim Farm, Sim Refinery, which we'll talk about more in a second, I think. Sim Tower, Sim Copter, Streets of Sim City, Sim Health, Sim Isle, Sim Town, Sim Park, Sim Golf, Sim Tunes, Sim Safari, Sim Theme Park, Sim Coaster, Sid Meier's Sim Golf, The Sims Carnival, and Sim Animals. So obviously, there's just a, a wide variety of um, of uh, titles. I I, I I the the three that like struck strike me the most at reading this list are uh, sim ant which I always found hilarious I, I played it on a friend's uh, it must have been an Apple II or ish what, or what was the um, yeah it was Apple it was for the the ni- it was released in 1991 um, and uh, Simcopter was insane because you could import maps. Did you ever play SimCopter? or was that like a little before your time maybe?
2: No, I played a lot of Simcopter. Actually, okay. Simcopter is probably my favorite sim game.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I, I was just blown away at even just the the capability of of um, like you build a city in SimCity 2000, and then you can f- fly around it. I mean, it's just like uh, incredible. And and I think that, you know, there's a kind of interesting discussion happening. Um, not to hopefully date this discussion we're having now too much, but as we're sort of having this, you know, recording this episode um, for the past, you know, week or two or, or some time, I think spurred in, in some part by uh, the existence of this this podcast, this series we're doing, that is sort of an active discussion about, like, you know, what what was the peak or, or what was the range of the peak of, of video games, you know, electronic entertainment as a medium? Because I think we're all, all, all us fans of the genre are sort of um, in agreement that video games have entered quite possibly a terminal decline or certainly in a kind of very dark age. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, can, we can all sort of point towards, you know, at some point <laughs> not to, uh, you know, it or around the Gamergate thing in like 2014, 2015, like definitely the decline, you know, was already well enforced by then, but how much earlier don't know, hard to say. And, and when was the peak, you know, obviously this has to, like with music tastes, it has, this has to a lot to do is sort of when you were growing up, and, and what you were playing when you were growing up, but um, yeah, I mean, just think about the fact that yes, in 19, as of 1996, you had a 3D city you could fly around that you you know you designed that city yourself in a in a in a sim builder in in SimCity you know in a SimCity 2000 in a in a city builder game. Um, I, I, I think that's really impressive, and it, and it kind of says a lot. Um, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I guess like nowadays we have you know Microsoft Flight Simulator and, and increasingly they just released a new Microsoft Flight Simulator and there's increasingly detailed um, representations of, of the real world uh, in in flight simulator games. I don't think there's any. I I can't think of anything like approaching that that kind of functionality where where you can you know you know even even SimCoaster, which was from when was when was SimCoaster? SimCoaster was uh okay so that's a little that's no am i looking at yeah night it was a sequel to theme park man theme park world in 1999 anyway it's same kind of era and and you could do the same similar kind of thing of of, you know building a um building a roller coaster and then you know having a kind of first person perspective of of doing the actual ride um anyway i don't want to dwell too long on that topic it's just sort of to give you a sense of um of all of that what what was your favorite thing about sim or do you have any favorite memories or, or what was your um tell us about that
2: well sim i think for the day um for the time that it came out was just the functionality was quite advanced um i mean leading up to it in the 90s with uh sim games the all the different maxis games they were all very kind of voxel based um, pretty basic the systems behind them weren't basic they were pretty advanced but as far as being able to interact with those systems in a very hands-on way simcopter was i think one of the more entertaining games um, because your interaction with that world is so immediate and um it also in retrospect is kind of like a weird sort of collapse simulator when you think about it because sim city it's all about sim city basically just going to hell and you're trying to like (laughs) put out fires and stop riots and stuff um at the same time so it kind of gives you a very very gritty view of the sim city that you created and at the same time once you get into later on in the game you can get an apache gunship and then just like strafe run your own city if you want to
0: um yeah and and uh yeah, I mean, I, 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 we'll talk about flight simulators maybe another time. I'm a big flight simulator and space simulator fan, and and um, I anyway, I, it, it's also uh, I guess noteworthy because uh, Simcopter, as we mentioned, came out in 1996, and then they were maxis was acquired by Electronic Arts in 1997. Um, I believe the same year they they acquired Westwood, the studio of you know Command and Conquer and Red Alert and all that. Um, now, Westwood they sort of famously immediately entered a nosedive and, and ceased to exist in 2003. Maxis is still around, but uh, as with all of these things, it's kind of a you know a husk of its former self. And as you were alluding to earlier, Lewis, with the you know, it's a thousand dollar game. Um, I, I the first Sims was released in 2000, um, and then I think starting with the Sims 2 in uh, when was this in 2000. is when they really started and also I guess in the year 2000 there really wasn't anything like downloadable content you know DLC it it just internet connections I mean people still mostly had uh, dial up modems then you didn't really see broadband widespread until later and yeah Yeah, it was the the, expansion
1: pack you have to buy a physical disc to play the expansion
0: but even that yes. it was like you spend thirty dollars on an expansion, twenty dollars on an expansion, whatever, and and that's like a whole lot of content. And usually there would only be one. Sometimes for very very successful titles, which also had very successful expansions, you you would see you know maybe a second um, expansion disc, but that would really be it. That I, I'm not really aware of any, and, and and that would typically be a whole lot of content. And so at most, at the absolute limit, you're talking about. What sixty dollars for a new game, thirty dollars each for two expansion DLCs? That that's like one hundred twenty bucks, and you're out. And that's all the content that the studio ever ever made for that particular title. And and usually well, it's yeah. Please, sorry, just to interject really Absolutely. quickly. And this
2: this might tie in with um, uh, Max kind of being absorbed by EA and just becoming kind of its its minor studio that it just used to develop Sims games. But The Sims was actually one of the first games where there was repeated dlc i think the the original sims had it was between i think it was five five to seven dlc packs
0: wow i didn't um know that. yeah
2: because later on they would release them as a bundle um but i think there was at least five maybe as many as seven um expansions that came out for the original seven sims.
0: expansions packs. you're right live in large house, i remember these yeah. now that you're like live in large yeah house and party all the and way
2: all the way up until 2004 i think with the release wow. of the sims 2 they were expanding it all the way up to 2003 so right before
0: yeah um i remember li- when live in large came out and and i remember when hot date came out as well and i i maybe just to be clear i i never i i i played about 30 minutes of the sims 2 is like the extent of my um experience with the franchise uh it i didn't really appeal to me that much and, and and i didn't even really understand the appeal until much later um there's a sort of famous article uh on something awful I've, I've, i found it it's uh, a week in the life of the sims 2 it's a real classic i'll make sure to include that in the in the show notes where um Zach parson's uh One of the one of the editors is uh, of something awful, just like basically makes just this horrifying monstrosity of a human being um, and and does the most insane, twisted, fucked up shit to to his uh, to his poor Sims. And then I I was like, oh, okay, like you you don't just have to play this game as like sort of a boring suburban. I mean, you can. I'm sure that's how probably most people have. Uh, as, as you know just sort of uh, suburb life simulator or something but um, this is you, there's also just sort of way more interesting and funny and cool things that you could do with it um, and then it sort of ch- I never actually you know it didn't inspire me to, um, to really spend more, spend more time but, but yeah that, that's a good point that, that really even going all the way seven DLCs that, that or not even DLCs like I mean expansion you know discs at the time that that may well have set a record I want to talk about my
1: equally uh, sparse uh, experience with the early Sims so I have two memories of the Sims one was watching a girl play for 20 minutes and being bored to tears and the other was I went to a friend's house who had a lot of money and his parents were buying him every PC game and he was but we were very young like 7 years old and he, we saw the Sims. Oh, okay, this is a popular game. And we were trying, trying, trying to like make it work, but we were just like too young and stupid. And he was trying to like feed the kids anything. Other that, like you can, I think I don't know what you can only ever get like snack food. So we've got 20 minutes to get any other food that snack, like like the junk food for the kids. And we were like, this is stupid. We're gonna go play the Jimmy Neutron game, uh, a wonderful PC game for the time. And uh, that was the extent of. My Sims experience. I did enjoy the city games, obviously, and the roller coaster games, but uh, I didn't. I never. I could never uh, come back to them with those bad tastes in the mouth about Sims. I always thought it was kind of a a game that girls were inexplicably into. And that well, I it's dollhouse.
0: It. I mean, we can you know sort of. Um, that's an that's a nice segue. Unless you had m- more to say.
1: Or... No, no, that's about it. Unless you, the Jimmy Neutron, unless you want to hear the Jimmy Neutron game. I
0: actually do. <laughs> a very brief aside, I didn't know that there was a Jimmy Neutron game. That's uh, that's news to me. That's kind of funny.
1: It was... Yeah. The uh, art style lends itself very well to a... It certainly does. PC game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's funny. I didn't know that. Um... Yeah. All right. So yeah. So Will Wright. So uh, Marta, you drew my attention to there's a very interesting interview on Game of Sutra from 2011 with Will Wright that is for some reason refusing now to, to cooperate. Okay. Here we go. Where where he even says uh, himself that he um, sort of understood what was going on, the design to be kind of doll like a dollhouse and. And uh, that's, I think, sort of you, you, you were talking about Louis in terms of the um, you know the design and why you maybe bounced off of it. And I, I did at least at first um, was was because um, I, I think that's you know it, it it scratches a very similar itch or pretty much the same itch that the you know the doll's houses for girls used to scratch. And, and it's a very very kind of elaborate um, you know virtual dollhouse. Would you agree with that characterization, Marty, or is that do you have a you think? It, you know, obviously there's more to it than just that, but
2: yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, It's interesting because um, in the article and elsewhere, Will Wright talks about how internally they were referring it to, to it as a dollhouse, but they decided not to do that because they were concerned about kind of the negative connotations as far as marketing goes, that they would just, people wouldn't be interested in that. But I do think that a dollhouse is accurate. And that's because the way people play it definitely shows that. Where girls, when they play with a dollhouse, will just make the dolls just do boring everyday shit and just live a normal life. Um, Whereas boys, when they play with a dollhouse, if there's like a doll, their sister's dolls are in the room and they don't have anything else to do, they'll just start torturing them and like starting doll wars and stuff between them. And that I think definitely shows true to how people play The Sims, where more girls definitely play The Sims, and the reason why The Sims was the most popular game and the best-selling game at the time is because it was one of the first games that really kind of injected a a female player base into into a game. Um, but also, so what you're
0: saying is, so what you're saying is that The Sims is responsible for Gamergate
2: i think partially I think least, yeah I, think- I mean not exaggerating I think, saying- I think partially it is i think i think the sims is also responsible for the repeated microtransaction dlc hell we saw because i think they Definitely, were able to yeah. i think they were able to market all these repeated dlcs primarily because the player base was largely female and they wanted these additional so you ac-
1: saying you can call it the sims <laughs> yeah, you could call it The
2: Sims. Um, but anyway, you can see that in The Sims, that dynamic where girls will play it like a dollhouse, boys play it because they want to create stories about torturing people and death and destruction. And I think that, that real world dynamic of, of dolls and how different people play with them and then how p- different people approach The Sims certainly, I think, um, agrees with that theory.
0: Yeah, and the on um, and and the DLC thing is in particular notable because I think you're right that like um the you know maybe younger listeners may not know this but um the online distribution didn't didn't really start until Half-Life 2 and Steam and and even at launch it was extremely hinky, didn't work very well. You know there were problems connecting the servers, problems downloading Half Life Two. everybody sort of understood this was the future, but it wasn't quite the present kind of as it was happening. Um, but even then, you didn't you didn't really have um, that kind of monetization strategy for, for. I think and I think you're right that that yeah. And then and then eventually, once they realized what a cash cow it was, they just kept. You know, it was, at first it was the seven discs, but even the even then it was sort of like you know. Couple of bucks a pop each, and and that was it. But now it's just like they 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 got you. I mean, it was it was really a pioneer in microtransactions as well. Um, kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting phenomenon for sure. Um, okay, so why don't you walk us through the gameplay? Because I'm still a little unclear. I mean, I watch your videos and I sort of get the gist of it, but you, I think you know, wisely um, cut down. Uh, you know, you edit well in terms of, like, the micromanagement and sort of all the interaction. Like, what is the basic gameplay loop of The Sims, and, and what do you actually do?
2: Well, at at its base, The Sims is a point-and-click adventure, really. Um, it's kind, a kind of a co- like combination that. of a point-and-click and um, and a weird sort of rudimentary role-playing game. Um, I guess if you're one of those probably female players, you're probably playing it more of a role-playing game than than someone who's approaching it just as like a sandbox to play in and try and break Um, but it is it is a point and click adventure functionally whereas your sim you don't move them around with the keyboard or anything you click on objects and then you choose from a list of actions to of how you want to interact with that object so spiritually and thematically and as far as pedigree it's probably not a point and click adventure but as far as functionality it very much is and so you can switch between different Sims within a household, um, and control them individually. But then each time you're in control of another Sim, it functions as that click, choose action, so it's and that's like, for like, movement like, and everything.
0: Like Hearts of Iron, for like you know where you could just sort of pause the simulation and then choose a different country and pick up from there.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, and you can control the speed and all that stuff. It's got super fast, slow, medium. So a lot of that functionality. Yeah.
0: Does it have like an autoplay function where you could just watch the AI play with itself?
2: Well, here's here's the funny thing. It's actually an interesting anecdote on that. I don't know if it's in the article we're going to go through, but um, they actually, it was basically an idle game when they were first making it um, <laughs> where you could just press fast forward and watch your Sims just run around and do stuff. But then they, they realized that, okay, well, if that's the point, there's really no need for in, like interactivity. Right. So basically what they had to do is they had to make the Sims, this the Sim AI characters more stupid. That way, they would take care of themselves terribly, and they wouldn't go out and get a job. They wouldn't feed themselves properly. Um,
0: so it's a neat simulation.
2: Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like
0: yeah, they're not going like to shower. Neat. They're not going to go get a job. Yeah, like-
2: it's, <laughs> so it's this weird neatception. You're sitting at your computer controlling a loser <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: Neatception, yes. Well, that's getting into talking
2: about the themes behind The Sims and the kind yeah, of philosophy it. behind it. That's yeah. where it gets interesting because the idea of it being a simulation. And um, it's kind of interesting to, to kind of roll back to the Maxis stuff we were talking about earlier on and how Maxis had all these crazy games. It's almost like a joke Sim Ant, Sim Life, Sim this, Sim that. <laughs>
0: SimAnt was was also like sort of self-consciously a joke. I mean, it's kind of funny, yeah. but like I, I mentioned it because I played it and because I think it, it sort of struck people as as a kind of goofy excess of, of the series where, yeah, you're like managing an ant colony and the game starts as like a, you know, kind of basically very similar to SimCity in a lot of ways in terms of managing an ant colony as a kind of analog to a city. But then as you expand... It's sort of like, it it, because you're from the perspective of the ants, you're, you know, sort of like getting bigger and bigger in the lawn. And the humans don't like that because you're in a lawn. And so they try to exterminate you, but you, you know, fight back and eventually like expand into the kitchen and basically take over the house. And like it (laughs) ends up being this very strange power fantasy, um, you know, based in Ted Pilled of like, you know, nature rising up (laughs) against the human oppressor or something
2: yeah yeah i the sim ant is actually one of the sim games that i that i haven't played though i have watched um footage of people watching it just out of curiosity but um it was it's interesting with the big explosion of max's simulation games and then later on in like starting in like probably about 2010 we had that second explosion on of like small studio simulation games to the point where they people were parroting themselves again With things like goat simulator and stuff like that so it's like this second this second emergence of tons of sim games was almost a like ironic jab on the explosion of max's sim games back in the early 90s and late 80s it was kind of like time was playing a joke on itself in reverse where we had that big explosion of like euro truck simulator um, Farm Simulator 20 and just like all these simulation yeah, games, great, like probably yeah, probably yeah, yeah. seven or eight years ago, Which to also, the point where they yeah. were making fun of themselves, and it's almost like an echo.
0: Yeah, there was like a, I saw like a like a PC building simulator and like a, I think there was at one point a simulator game simulator. I may have been making that up, but that's sort of like the the um, the vibe that these things eventually hit. And and they also too. I mean, I think Farm Simulator and Train Simulator in particular are similarly to the sims notorious for their just like outrageous amounts of dlc um you know i mean talk about a thousand dollar games these are like ten thousand dollar games
2: well um, that's the thing that's a, the interesting thing is when you get into a simulation um dlc becomes like marketing is in the real life in real life you can you can market any tiny little item to a person because the person playing within a simulation becomes a consumer like they are in real <laughs> life
0: and <laughs> Yeah, and it's a lot easier to own. You know, like if you pay fi- you know even fifty dollars for whatever kind of train in the in the train simulator. You know, it, it, it's a lot cheaper than the train,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, also you can do the fun parts of simulate. Like, you're not filling out expense reports as a as yes. The, the roller. Coaster I don't know. Simulator.
2: In the Sims, you <laughs> have to pay your taxes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's funner. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, it's only like. It's like, it's like, like Simulator, a lot of people, like, uh, they, like, I guess the work sim genre of, like, you know, farming simulator and trucking simulators and all these things, you're only doing the fun part of the job. You're not doing the dumb stuff, so.
2: Well, and even when you have to do unfun things or unfun things happen to you, you're insulated from any consequences, so it's it's still an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm thinking about, like, what is it, uh, um, the the Digital Combat World Simulator series where it's like, you know, you can, if you want to do like, you, you, you can do the like engine startup sequences for your fighter planes, like, you know, and, and you can set the simulation to, you know, if you want to, to, you know, require you to go through the proper steps in the proper order in order to get in the air. Or you can just start after all that, or you can just start in the air. And even if you want to do that first series, it's not, you're not going to like, destroy uh you know 10 million dollar you know government <laughs> property engine by doing mm-hmm. the sequence incorrectly right
2: yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah I, I, maybe that gets into the so to, 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 to what you were saying about the the themes or sort of the um like what's going on at a deeper level um what, what, else, what do you want to say about that
2: well we can actually use this to segue into part of that article if you want. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the article
0: we're talking about, I think we mentioned, just this, this is the, the twenty eleven interview with, with Will Wright you're talking about.
2: Yeah, from uh, yeah, it's the Game of, uh, Sutra. Game of Sutra article. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Sorry. So go on.
2: Yeah. So in the article, he talks. So they they address the dollhouse. Um, well, they first talk about how Sim Ant was kind of an inspiration for the Sims because there's the idea that you can lay pheromone trails. And then the ants will follow you and um the that kind of in his mind or so he says you never know how much of these articles are kind of retconned after the fact i mean which is a big thing in silicon valley where people like to go backtrack and say oh i was thinking about the implications of this at the time you're like well how much of that is you saw what happened and you want to take credit for that but it is an interesting article in that they do address a lot of this stuff and he was saying that sim ant um the idea of uh spreading the pheromones to have ants follow you kind of led to the idea of um commanding simulated people and how that would work, which is ironic that they mentioned sim ant because in the sims you basically have no choice but but to live like a bug man, so maybe that's another connection to sim ant um
0: sorry, can you pause for one sec there's some kind of audio issue um count us back in three two one sorry so you you were saying.
2: Yeah, I was uh, just talking about how Will Wright said that sim ant kind of flowed directly into the sims um, because of the using pheromones to control um, where ants go. And they were thinking about how you would control humans. And then uh, he's asked in this article, so talking about kind of the themes of simulations and people's interactions with them, um, that there was opposition to the sims. And he he says, it sounded so mundane, You're cleaning a toilet, taking out the trash, and at that point, most games were about saving the world and flying a jet fighter. It didn't seem like an aspirational game in that sense. But at the same time, I've always noticed, and even felt myself, that people inherently are narcissistic. Anything that's about them is going to be ten times more fascinating than anything else, no matter how boring it is. And so, kind of, his intention or his thought about the appeal of The Sims was that people would create this doppelganger version of themselves and um, basically live out those fantasies, um, which is kind of funny when you look at how boys versus girls interact with the Sims. Girls just try and create their clone and live like a a life where they're making friends and stuff and actually experiencing that simulation as though it's real life, whereas boys don't necessarily even create a doppelganger themselves. It's just a sandbox where they can destroy things. But he goes on to say, uh, it's not only interesting because it's about them, it's surreal in a creepy way. It's kind of weird that you have these little doppelgangers that you can torture or take off into a different fantasy life or do what you want with. So for me, it was the edge that The Sims had. Instead of having this high-tech weapon and killing Nazis, it was its surrealness in an almost David Lynch way that brought the edge to it. And I think that's a really good point that he makes there, obviously, because he was the designer of the game. But the reference to David Lynch is quite interesting based on what you were saying before, DK, about it can be kind of a um, suburbia simulator. But that's kind of combined with this sort of creepy undercurrent that all these bizarre and violent and inexplicable things can be injected into that suburban world Mm -hmm. through the player as sort of this demigod character. Um, And so I think the David Lynch reference is pretty apt, actually.
0: Yeah, like a David Lynch simulator, yes.
2: Yeah, because (laughs) The Sims, uh, there's a lot of talk, and it comes up later in the the interview, there's a lot of talk about reality TV and how The Sims was very much part of the development and continuation of the reality TV craze of the early 2000s. But The Sims doesn't really present itself as reality TV completely because a lot of the menu music and the build music and that stuff is very reminiscent of like 1960s sitcom music. And so I think it's this bizarre combination of observing and creating while also experiencing um and i think that kind of leave it to beaver sitcom music definitely creates a very a very weird and creepy undertone in that it is presenting on its face sort of this white picket fence world you can make um, but at the same time there's these dark undercurrents of pretty much being able to do any sort of weird violent thing that you want and at the same time if you read, I went back and I read some articles of reviews of The Sims from the early two thousands by, like Wall Street Journal and stuff, and they found it very disturbing in some in some cases, and I think I think they found it more disturbing than a game where you're just going out and shooting a bunch of people like a war simulator or whatever, because it's the idea that your next door neighbor who you don't necessarily have any problems with. Um, for any direct reason, you can basically plot their downfall or accidentally kill them in a barbecue fire. It hits much more close to home in a weird sort of, I mean, lynchy and domestic creep sort of way.
0: Yeah, uh, that's fascinating. I didn't realize that they were like, that was their... Um... <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that, that that the Wall Street Journal had a, that, that kind of an approach of like, I didn't even know they were doing video game reviews at the time, frankly. Um, Yeah, there's a couple
2: old reviews. There's one from Salon and there's one from Wall Street Journal where it's sort of brief mentions. Salon gets more into this where they're talking about how it just feels kind of, they feel kind of like almost guilty and creeped out by these, these very kind of mundane social interactions and everyday life simulated events kind of juxtaposed with these kind of extremes on either end that can unfold. I think people find that kind of unnerving, especially people who aren't used to playing a lot of games.
0: Definitely. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, you, you have to tell your sims even to go to the bathroom, right? I, or...
2: Well, that's the thing. is your sims, your sims' personality will affect certain of their automated behaviors. So if mm-hmm. your sim is more of a neat person, not N-E-E-T, um, but neat as in tidy, uh, they'll tend to clean up after themselves or clean the toilet after they use it and stuff. Um, and they'll they'll be more conscientious. Um, whereas like lazy or sloppy sims will just eat snacks and throw the wrappers on the floor and not really clean up after themselves. So depending on their personality, the automation changes a little bit. Um, so you don't have to do everything for them. But in order to keep them on an even keel and from just descending into destroying their own lives through laziness and sloth, <laughs> you kind of have to take control depending on how conscientious your sim is.
0: Sure. And how much you care about like, you know, them. yeah. Filth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a concern.
0: Um, fascinating. Okay. And then, and then the other big picture sort of thing that I could imagine Um. The gaming media at the time having some something to say about negative something negative to say about at the time, which apparently it didn't. Uh, at least I don't recall this being much of it. I think this is really sort of when you're seeing a big cultural shift, and, and you, you, you could discuss is um, uh, whoopee right, which is the the in-game term for sex. Is that I mean that for, for intercourse?
2: It might have been later on in the okay. original Sims. It's just there's an option that's play in bed.
0: <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I think later they call it Whoopi. Yeah, um, or at least maybe from The Sims 2. Um, so what is so? And do you just issue a command, or how does that work?
2: Well, I you have to. I believe it's kind of it's kind of interesting. The Sims is this kind of bizarre combination of anachronistic kind of '90s more like sitcom morality, and then also this undercurrent of kind of Silicon Valley libertarian uh, or libertine if you will views Um, because and this is I think what we're building up to that you were mentioning the Sims by default any of your Sims are bisexual like they and it's depending it depends on how you play the game so your Sim can have a homosexual relationship with another Sim at any time if you choose to go through certain actions that initiate that relationship Um, but at the same time, there's things like your sim can't, um, engage intimately with another sim unless you're living under the same roof and either married or your, your relationship bar is maxed out. So you can't, and I tried to do this at part in part of the sim series. I don't know if I was just completely incompetent, but I didn't see any way that you could just invite a sim home with you and sleep with them. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's an option in the original game. So it's this kind of bizarre combination of kind of old school, kind of 90s sitcom morality. And then at the same time, this kind of undercurrent of every sim is just like a sexual blank slate.
0: So I want to talk more about this and as a precursor to that discussion, because I think this is really one of the most interesting sort of aspects of the series. In in, in 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 much the same way that, you know, sort of sexuality in the real world, in, in life is a kind of index for... Just, I mean, almost, I mean, cosmology and culture and religion and all kinds of, I mean, you know, and everything. And, and, and as you were sort of alluding to earlier in terms of the materialistic conception, or actually, maybe I'm, I'm hallucinating. That was what you were discussing in this uh, episode that I mentioned about the um, with the citation about the twitch, the twitch, right? The what's a mm-hmm. twitch in a frog's leg um, yeah. bit? Uh, you know, The Sims has a kind of very mechanistic um, view of human nature and, and, and a very mechanistic view of sex. And these things are obviously related. Anyway, um, I'm going to read the entry from The Sims Wiki on Woohoo. It's not Whoopi. It's Woohoo is what they call it. And um, <laughs> here, here's the sort of top level uh, Sims Wiki entry uh, I'm going to read now. Woohoo is an interaction used in The Sims series, starting from The Sims 2 as a euphemism for sexual intercourse. Woohoo interactions can be carried out between two Sims. Oh, that's a very – already we see – now we were talking before (laughs) about uh, 90s morality. Now we're stuck in 10s morality, I think. Uh, Regardless of gender – That have that regardless of woohoo interactions can be carried out between two Sims regardless of gender that have to be romantically interested in each other already. So, I mean, well, whatever, we'll get we'll talk more about that in a second. (laughs) This this
2: is not a rape simulator. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I mean, exactly. Uh, You read my mind.
0: During a woohoo, firework effects will appear along with the bouncy effects with bouncy effects in The Sims 2 or heart effects in The Sims 3 and The Sims 4. Woohooing will boost the social and fun motives of both sims. (coughs) While sims can woohoo without trying for a baby and without risk of pregnancy, the quote, try for baby action is also considered a woohoo. A woohoo is a special event in a sim's life in The Sims 2. If cinematics are enabled, there will be a comic animation involving the first time a sim woohoos with another sims will earn a memory of each sim they woohoo with if the sims 2 university is installed they will also receive the very first woohoo memory oddly woohoo in the sims 2 oddly it woohoo in the sims 2 does not affect the sims gender preference oddly <laughs> <laughs> if you want to woohoo in the sims 3 you must first relax in bed with your partner Two, click on your partner Three, search for woohoo or try for baby. So I guess woohoo and try for baby are separate options, but try for baby is considered a woohoo. I mean, wow. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait.
1: Can you, can you try for it? With, I wonder if you can do that in the uh, homosexual side.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure you can. I'm sure that's just, you know, we're just going really, to you know step right over that. Yeah, try for baby. I, you think, know. I
2: think in the original Sims, you, that's not an option. You have to adopt.
0: It's interesting. I, maybe I'll, I'll – I'll, we, while we uh, – maybe I'm, I'm very curious to hear y'all two thoughts on that and while we'll, you know, we can look, look maybe in a little more detail uh, on that. But I'm let me finish reading this last little bit real quick. So fourth, click the options. Once you click the woohoo or try for baby option, the partner may decline or accept the woohoo. There is a chance that the partner will decline it. Sims usually desire to do a public woohoo. Doing a public woohoo will grant a special memory for the engaging Sims or a special moodlet and stride. Woohooing in The Sims 4 will provide a moodlet that affects their emotions, and it's possible for them to experience a good or bad woohoo. Okay. In The Sims 4, teens can, quote, mess around with each other, although they will be fully clothed when they emerge from the bed. So we're already getting, like, a kind of pedophilia simulator. Uh... There is no WooHoo in The Sims introduced in Living Large. Sims can, quote, play in bed as an illusion and a precursor to WooHoo. Sims can also, quote, play in the two-person hot tubs from The Sims Hot Date and The Sims Vacation. There is a magazine, magazine named Woo Nu" in The Sims. It is possible that the name WooHoo is based on that.
2: Yeah, a lot to, a lot to think about there.
0: I'm still, I'm, I'm. So the two, I mean, there's again, there's a lot to say. The first thing is, is like, why limit it to two? But I guess that, I mean, like, it's just sort of, you know, I mean, we sort of highlighted that as we were reading through. But it's like, I mean, I, you, on the one hand, I mean, I, I sort of don't envy the position that that they're in. But on the other hand, this is sort of like, you did this to yourselves, uh, like. You don't want to make it just kind of degenerate, you know, sex simulator like orgy simulator, right? I mean, that's sort of, we, we, we don't, I can imagine, you know, publisher, you know, there's still enough residual bourgeois morality where we don't, we don't like that. But on the other hand, like, w- you know, polyamory is very close on the heels of transgenderism is like the next civil rights, you know, struggle Ooh, of our time.
1: The question is, are the Sims transphobic yet?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> right, which is, that gets to the other thing about the teens. It's like, okay, well, now teens are gonna mess around. What defines a teen, and how old is it? I mean, I'm not the one. I'm not asking these questions. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not a libertarian. My, my, <laughs> my, my point is like, you know, once you start down this road of, you know, like trying to adjudicate these things, it's like, oh, okay. Look how quickly we end up in this situation. You can just, I can already see. You know the lollycons and the and the and the you know the various LGBTP people being like, well, you know, kids have sexualities too, and you know, the blah blah blah. I mean, you could just already see sort of where this is headed.
2: Well, The Sims, the morality of The Sims is kind of like the GOP of games. They'll get there eventually. They're just a little behind the curve.
0: So, what? Tell me about babies in The Sims One. How do how do the, how do how do babies work?
2: Uh, so. <sighs> The way that babies work in The Sims is, um, that whole woohoo thing is it, similar to how it works in The Sims. If you if you play in bed occasionally, you'll kind of randomize, get an option to have a kid. And then there's no yes or no from from the other Sim, you just say yes, and then a baby just magically appears or if your relationship with the sim you're married to is really high and you're interacting your sim partner will ask you if you want to have a baby and you can say yes and the the baby will just appear so those are the two ways in the original sims um that babies enter the game but as far as interacting with babies there's basically just a couple options you can i think you can sing to them feed them or play with them um, if they start crying, and you basically just have to keep them from crying um, for an extended period of time. And then eventually, after so many game hours, they'll just magically become an adolescent.
0: Okay, and on the note of adolescence, so this, I mean, I, I, this is actually making me a little uncomfortable because the, the pet, pedophilia really just sets me off. But, uh, so I'm, I'm looking, okay, so... I'm looking right now. They have, a, they have a very helpful table. <laughs> they have a very helpful table on this wiki page about gender and age compatibility. Uh, and they note basically that um, any, any young adult, adult, or elder male can be in a heterosexual relationship with any young adult, adult, or elder female. Uh, they can all woohoo, and they have, they have a try for baby option with two exceptions. The Sims 2 has an exception where, uh, I guess there just is no try for baby yet. Like, the, the functionality doesn't quite... No, they have... Never mind. Adult female... Oh, I guess a young adult female. Interestingly. Okay. So... So they introduced the idea that a young adult female could be impregnated, as of the Sims Three and Four. Prior to that, it was only fully adult females, not teens, but but not young adults. Um, and then, at no point in any of these could a an elder female, granny, can't get pregnant. Um, which makes I mean, I'm, I'm that's fine I guess if we're gonna play these kinds of games. Um, <laughs> Now, in a homosexual... I mean, relation- that's a
1: deeply... i also argue it's a... It's Please. A ...pretty profound attack on the, uh, you know, culture of working women in the United States. and. You know, <laughs> Definitely, you know? yes. Because uh, I'm pretty sure even implying that, you know, at some point you can't get pregnant is like a hate crime or will be soon.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: Yeah. According to The Guardian, at least. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> um, and then, okay, so... So then this all seems to have gone completely off the rails around 2016, which makes sense, uh, with uh, patch 34 of The Sims 4 up to that point. um, While, as you discussed, you know, Sims are basically by default bisexual. And so you could engage in woohoo with, you know, in homosexual relationships. There was no try for baby option. And that's still the default for now. However, uh, when creating a sim or in the sim editor for the, you know, like the, I guess the, the character editor for the, um, you know, to put a, a <clears throat> sim in the game, I guess there are tog- – Well, here, here's, a, here's a note on this page. It says, as of patch 34, the patch, this patch modifies the create a sim function so that players can configure individual sims to, as able to get pregnant, able to get, impregnate other sims, or unable to do either regardless of their gender. So, I don't know, Louis, does that, that answer your question as if they're transphobic or not? It seems like they're trying to split the baby, but, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of, like, zoned out when you started just listing. It's it's all right. I was, I was just saying. I have, really, I have really good, like, peasant instincts. <laughs> and it's like start listing <laughs> genders. I just, like, I can't. To help it, but I kind of just glaze over. I think. Uh.
0: Oh no, it's, this is all firmly in like Hans get the Flaminver uh, yeah. for territory. Yeah. Sure. There's <laughs> no. The there's no need to like pay particularly close attention to. I guess my the only thing I was saying is like, um. So there, there, there's no such thing as far as I can tell, uh, as transgenderism per se, and and I think that sort of speaks to the um because like, I mean, it makes sort of sense within if you accept gender identity ideology where like. You know, we're concerned in this video game with like quote gender, not with quote sex. Um, so, like, you know, who are you to say if you see a female sim walking around, like you don't know if it's a you know
1: yeah. transgender... Si- transgen- sorry. The, the counterpoint to that is yeah, of course, obviously you don't make you know if you're if you want to play a man, you would make a man or whatever. Um, my counterpoint though is that like being transgender is performative. Yes. And you'd be, by being, you are imposing it on society.
0: Absolutely, and I see. I, so, I think that you, yeah,
1: you can't impose if you if you can't impose and make other Sims uncomfortable. Oh really <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that, that's the
2: thing though. Is if if you're if you're a transgender person playing The Sims, what you would do is just pick the gender that you yeah. have decided that you are or well whatever. unless so
0: okay, being, like, so i was actually sort of though, recently arguing in, about this imposing on closing costs on people
2: exactly without yes. the functionality to make that part of the world yeah. that you're inflicting on that yeah. world then why do that It's just well, you, not
0: which is why i fully anticipate in in either i, I guess probably we're, we're we're due for a sims 5 at some point and i fully expect in sims 5 that they'll they'll have separate sex and gender selections it, so you
1: it's going to cost a whole bitcoin
0: yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because like, and that way they'll make it official. It's like, you know, because so, so that way, like, a, you know, you can have, oh God, I mean, this, 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 abs- you know, absurdities like, you know, a, a female sim that can get, you know, sim, other sims pregnant and a male sim that can give birth. Right. Because then you can. Although like de- I
1: think the only way to truly do the fantasy for, for these, these people is you need to make a status that conversation where the where other sims are disgusted by you but can't legally talk about it That'll, i think i think that's what they really want
2: unless you can yeah. it's not enough unless you can be misgendered by another sim right and then all the legal fallout that comes from that yeah and then, and yes. then you,
1: know, you can like attack them or something
0: yes <laughs> exactly you know get it organize a protest call them turfs or whatever um yeah yeah oh man yeah so so anyway that's um i mean you know i i I guess it just sort of goes to show you like i mean in in some ways the options right in in this in this series are um just a kind of index for for decline and collapse and and you know where we are as you know in on on piss earth um because like yeah you 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 mentioned we were talking a little before that we started recording and and it's in this this same article actually it's probably worth uh reading here's the here's the question and answer from from game of sutra and will Wright. they ask was there pressure to remove the sims default bisexuality will Wright says we programmed it such that the only time a gay relationship would actually occur is if you had two men or two women starting to flirt with each other so you literally had to drive it and initiate it they were bisexual in that sense if you initiated it it was really down to their chemistry They might get along or they might not, but it had nothing to do with gender, which is, of course, you know, as a side note, that's like the kind of that's the narrative around this kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So if somebody called us up and said, quote, my Sims are getting I don't like it. We knew that they were the ones who started them kissing. Fundamentally, I wanted people, no matter what their family was, to be able to try to recreate it in the game. That was why we chose to do it. There was no pressure internally at all to do it one way or the other. I was expecting more pushback once we released it, from conservative groups, conservatives, implying, right? But there was virtually none. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I was interviewed by this game magazine about a year after it was released. They wanted to cover the story about how we had to fight all these conservatives, and I really couldn't give them anything. They were all disappointed there wasn't more pushback. You know, conservatives shilling for gays since 2000. I mean, since forever, but Yeah.
2: And the amusing thing is i think part of it is i think there's multiple elements to that i think one part of it could be that conservatives at the time were not really interested in um getting into the ins and outs of video games to critique them it was more like murder simulator and then they don't touch them and so i think there may have been i think part of it may have been that there was a blind spot for the the more actual like family values types that actually purported to care about this stuff um and also i find it amusing that he's talking about how you have to get into these interactions purposefully and so people who were involved in playing games there's a distinct possibility this is kind of a self owned that they didn't even know that was part of it because no one had any any inter like interest in their sims having gay interactions and so for the most part, they might not have even seen that that was an aspect of the game at the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember... I think you're definitely right about sort of, you know, uh, the general conservative reluctance to even fight on that territory. But, I, I mean, I do remember vividly, though, and it was actually a little bit later, with the original Mass Effect, like, the existence of, you know, these kind of... I mean, we talked about this in the Mass Effect episode, but, like, the... Uh, the <laughs> the the fact that a female player character you you know as playing as female shepherd could initiate romance and have a kind of like you know one of these very sort of basically pg13 um romance scene with a female presenting liara um like th- the word sex simulator was used in 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 some kind of you know quasi christian press about some of this it's not like it's not like they were completely unaware period of or or that it wasn't an issue at all um i do think though that that you know mass effect was a was was on the xbox it was a console game a lot of kids had xboxes you know it was a giant marketing campaign um much less of a niche product um at least at the time than than the sims and so i i i I think there was a kind of definitely an element of like just even being on the radar For criticism, Um, I think similar with Doom, which like you know, kind of hard to overstate how massive. um, Just as an an influence for like, I mean, do you know? I talk about a lot. This a lot. We'll have to do a Doom episode at some point soon. But uh, the um, you know, you started getting like university lands (laughs) slowing down because of the amount of intranet traffic from people playing deathmatch Um, that had never happened before, and hasn't really happened since. Um, maybe the closest would be like people downloading torrents or something. But um yeah, so so you know, Doom was a massive cultural thing. Uh, Mass Effect was slightly less of a massive cultural thing, but still pretty massive. Um I, I don't I don't know that the Sims ever really reached that that level of cultural impact. Do you disagree or, or, or what do you what are your thoughts, I guess, on its impact?
2: Um, I think that had it had a, a very broad cultural impact Um, I think partly that's due to what I was mentioning earlier that it was one of the first games that really brought a female player base in. Um, At the time The Sims was the best selling video game of all time. Um, By the time The Sims Sims 2 came out the first one was. So I think for a lot of people me until recently because I only played The Sims briefly when I was a kid I didn't actually come back to it until just recently um i think there was a big cultural impact because at the time i didn't realize how big it was and i didn't fully realize that until looking back on it and kind of reading about it and kind of the the internet communities that were created around it that were very sizable and i think had a, a pretty big impact on a, I on just a stumbled upon not insignificant thing. group of people
1: i just stumbled upon a sims community uh i was searching obviously because of the show, Sims Racist. And <laughs> apparently in Sims 4, which is the, the current Sims, it is, uh, quote, and maybe this is a, uh, well, well, we can all, this is a lot how I hear it, it is, quote, impossible to make a good-looking black character. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And there's a community of uh, modders who are hard at work trying to fix this one one of these pages is called and I quote uh, nigga sims <laughs> 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 and you know what I they looks like they're doing good work I mean apparently you can they, I guess they fixed it but uh, I mean you can make them all look the... like
0: whatever Beyonce I don't even know I don't actually know Beyonce, I think
1: I'll pick her up. Uh, also, uh, there's apparently Lineup. Asian sims who no longer bow in the direction of the <laughs> shrine, of or the sun. They bow
0: in the direction of the sun? That's fucking awesome. Is that like their Not default anymore.
1: behavior? It was racist.
0: No, that's based. What are you talking about? That's great default oh, sorry, d- it was d-
1: Sorry, depictions of the sun. Oh, depictions of the sun. They bow They're to like, depictions they, of they, the sun? I mean, oh, yeah. they They had had to fix this. I see. Okay. There's a lot of fun. Apparently, I'm going to put... There's a Sims forum. They're discussing culturally sensitive changes have been made to the the Sims 4 Snowy Escape expansion pack. Apparently, uh, it takes... (laughs) Jesus Christ.
2: Snowy Escape? There's a Hyperborea Sims expansion?
1: No, it's apparently it's um, how should I put this? From what it looks like, it's I don't know if it's set. I'm trying. To, I'm like trying to reconstruct this that thing I've never played from like articles critiquing it, but the okay. So there was a there's a large apparent South Korean community that plays The Sims, and they uh. There were some Sims bowing at a shrine with a... And then also bowing at a sunburst. And there were some sunbursts on clothing. And the South... Korea. I don't know if this is set in South Korea. Maybe it's just, like, stupid. But apparently, they they reminded them of of the uh, Japanese occupation of South Korea. (laughs) And there was a massive East Asian outcry over insensitive imagery in Sims 4. Well, I think
2: that... That this is another aspect of why people get so invested in, in The Sims and these issues in The Sims is partly because, I mean, there's a lot of mentally ill people out there with a lot of time on their hands. But it's also the uh, the element of The Sims being a life simulator draws people in to get more invested in these, these issues in The Sims because, I mean, they're basically living a life simulator every day of their lives anyway. And so like the inability to to just dis, to distinguish between reality and simulation i think only further facilitates these sorts of conflicts in a game like the sims more than other games cuz there's this investment in it as a version of life and so you get well, the phenomenon to- of sims social justice
0: yeah and i think it all i mean on that note it speaks to something Borzoi has talked a lot about which i i um i, I admit i didn't I don't know for me a lot of this stuff is like i mean i guess i've had a weird path through all of this kind of stuff and and i was you know sort of checked out from america for a good many years and 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 even then sort of recently like i don't know anyway i I don't have a great sense of of this kind of stuff but um this phenomenon that that i've I've mostly heard borzoi describe of like um these these as you just as you say these mentally ill people with a lot of time on their hands like one of the things that defines them as such and and sort of allows them to um and 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 really to have their mental illness and, and feeds their mental illness is uh like they they um they see characters on a computer screen they see cartoons they see they watch you know the 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 disney uh animated robin hood and they see robin hood as a fox and these anthropomorphic animals and and they develop a kind of paraphilia around that, and that's where we get furries, right? And and similar thing with like uh, with transgenderism and and with all this other kind of stuff. It's it's the, you're able to because of technology, because of screens, and 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 now especially with things like FaceApp, and um, you know these kind of automated, auto-generated, you know, um, like you know, haha, hee here's a picture of me that the AI, you know, algorithm has has. Turn into a female, and, and and quite frequently, you know, part of you, you get in the kind of uncanny uncanny valley thing, but it also it works, and a lot of times it's like the pictures on the other side of that algorithm are not bad. It's like it's not bad, right? It it looks like a like yeah, that's what that man would look like as a woman or whatever and so you know they never have to look in the mirror they never have because they live their whole life um sort of staring at a computer screen it all happens virtually it all happens at a remove um and 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 through this this technological mediation um and so the, i think a tool like the sims becomes a very important and i'm sure i mean i'm not i haven't looked but i'm, I'm sure if i typed in you know a search uh engine you know like how you know the important it is for uh, minority sexual communities to have, you know, representation in The Sims and these brave, you know, soldiers in the fight against heteronormativity or, you know, using these tools as a way, to, you know, like a as kind of uh, uh, political and therapeutic practice for sort of living out their lives and, you know, it, because it's all taking place in their head, right? And it, and it facilitates all of that taking place in their heads. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 I could see how from a certain perverted kind of perspective it's, it's a certain kind of perverse therapy um, therapy or at least in the sense of like habituation a culturalization right there's sort of like well, you
1: yeah want to talk in terms of like therapy so I think we you know we have a worldview that in that was kind of unique in that the uh, like if we go and engage in the broader culture it's kind of like a hurt box for us you know we always see the things that are against us and we have a very you know it. We get a lot of confirmation bias, but it's never like a... It's very rarely a positive confirmation bias. Yeah. Uh, You see a lot of attacks. If you have to imagine that, like, the entire... If you think of something as the the totally inverse worldview, everything, like, the entire culture exists as their therapy. (laughs) Everything is affirming their worldview. You know, every single piece of media, everything. So, of course, they get addicted to it. They can't not, you know, especially if you, you know, are mentally ill or have, you know... A, you know, addictions or your, you know, it's transgender. You know, that's a whole battle. You know, if your actual life is awful, but the kind of media culture is literally making you feel good constantly. It effectively like the culture becomes a therapy. Of these people and absolutely, you know, of course, and, and they're then they're going to hyper engage in it because they have no choice.
0: And then here comes you know multi billion dollar Electronic Arts, very happy to sell you you know three four five dollars a piece little little things you can build out your your little virtual life in that, you know, sort of provides a comfort against the, um, the cold, hard waves uh, coming from reality. Um.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that The Sims maybe is not the primary contributor, but I can definitely see it as being one of the early contributors to identity as consumption, which is the world we live with today. Um, yeah. And on that...
1: Different- I think the trend got much worse in later sims from like my cultural understanding is that the early sims are a lot more bare bones and less about self expression if that makes sense they're just it's more of like kind of like uh emergent gameplay You're kind of playing with systems whereas later sims really leaned into like simulation of your lifestyle uh, in, a, in a way that's much more uh it's based on like trying to Recreate every part of an imagined life, as opposed to like a game. Whereas the Sims One seems to be much more, very much a game.
2: Yeah, it's much more. It's I think it's the simplicity is definitely part of that. Um, but also, it's it's much more oriented around uh, around systems as far as just maintaining your sim, uh, their mood, and earning money or buying better products or what have you. Um, there's not a lot of options when it comes to any sort of experiential identity type things. Um, but on the subject, we were talking about um, we were talking about the Sims becoming an expression of of sexual minorities or what have you. It's interesting that I don't know if we want to get into this, but the the other article um, from PC Gamer that's kind of about how the kind of blank slate sexuality got put into the sims in the first place yes uh once again it's one of those things where like you don't know how much of this is an after the fact retcon sort of thing um chest lumping about how progressive they were at the time right but the way it's presented is very interesting as far as they kind of say that it was almost an accident which in the will in the will right in the yeah. Will Wright interview, he doesn't really say that. But in this other interview, which came later, in 2019, um, I
0: was just wanted to say this. This uh, so the Will Wright interview was 2011, 10 years ago, as of this recording, um, and kind of you know 2011 is I guess like immediately before. I would, I would really say the Great Awakening started happening around 2012. Um, so it, it, it you know was really prior to to the breakout of all that um, in in a very big way. Uh, Whereas here in 2019, that's like you know we're in the thick of it, um, just to sort of provide historical context. But i mean, anyway, sorry, go on.
2: Oh, but yeah, the yeah this article it, they kind of explain how um, the default bisexuality of the Sims was added to the game as a mistake. That apparently there was a lot of debate going on as to how to implement. Uh, sim sexuality into the game. And there was a proposed solution in this article. They say one of the developers, Hopkins, proposed a solution, whereas sims each had two separate values that determined their attraction to a sim of the opposite sex and sims of the same sex. That way it would be possible to model non-sexual, bisexual sims or what have you. So instead of a blank slate, each sim kind of has a value assigned to them. And there was discussion about how this would create homophobic interactions where one sim is not attracted to sims of the same gender, um, but if a sim of the same gender tries to initiate a reaction, there'll be a negative reaction from the other sim. Yeah, let's, let's, so, read
0: a, let's read a little from this. So he says, So, The Sims is a beloved series today, but before the release of the first game, it was seen as a doomed experiment that EA was eager to sweep under the rug. After many tumultuous years spent in development, its own design team was convinced that EA was looking for a reason to kill the project and protect the SimCity name from being tarnished. Quote, no other game had facilitated same-sex relationships before, at least to this extent, and some people figured that maybe we weren't the ideal ones to be first, as this was a game that EA really didn't want to begin with, Barrett said at the time, quote, it felt to me like a fear thing. I think that also, speaks. just to sort of circle back to something we were saying earlier, my understanding is development started before they were acquired with EA, and and yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, it's an interesting thing there going on with, you know, that relationship as well, right? Um, yeah, the
2: development had been going on for a while, and they kind of had to pitch it to EA to yeah. get them to pick it
0: up. So then, so then it continues. As notes, as noted, this is a fucking typo, of these people. Uh, as noted in Don Hopkins design documents, exp- as notes, oh, never mind. As notes in des- Don Hopkins design documents explain, The first version of the romance system only allowed for interactions between heterosexual sims, something he took great issue with. If a player tried to initiate a romance with a sim of the same sex, that sim would slap the one the player was controlling quote the whole relationship design and implementation i've looked at the tree code is and he puts capitals heterosexist and monosexist hopkins wrote the code tests to see if the sex of the people trying to romantically interact is the same and if so the result is a somewhat violent negative interaction clearly homophobic we are going to get flack for that okay guy sorry anyway go on
2: Yeah, and then after that's the part where they talk about the proposed system, which was basically individual values assigned to Sims. But then where things get interesting is later on in the article, they say that the design of the Sims romance system was still undecided when Barrett was hired in October 1998. This is another programmer. And given the job of programming social interactions between Sims, supplied with an outdated design document and unaware of the ongoing debate over non-heterosexual romance, Barrett went ahead and added his own solution for modeling gay relationships anyway. So it's presented as he had outdated information, no one was looking over his shoulder, so he just went with an earlier version. Uh, His version didn't use two separate values like Hopkins proposed, but instead let sims have homosexual interactions as long as their relationship score was high enough, regardless of sexual orientation. Um, Barrett's Code for Why Homosexual would you limit Romance
0: Why would you limit stayed in the options? game.
2: Well, that's the the interesting thing. They don't mention that in this article, but they mention it in another article about this, which is this pulls from. Barrett is actually gay. So I find it rather fascinating that this quote-unquote accident happens when this gay individual... Decided to implement the old version that makes every sim a blank slate, capable of entering homosexual relationships.
1: Well, one of the other things is that it makes it so games are very hesitant to introduce uh, and uh, players in this you basically degenerate NPCs that you can kill. Uh, games are very hesitant to introduce these kind of things. Uh, no, I think notoriously, Watchdogs is one of the few games made by like the uber shit live Ubisoft where you can. You can find uh, NPCs that are like gay and <laughs> just kill them. I, I had like, a very
0: fun time uh, at, a, at a, in in college. There was uh, I would horrify some of my liberal like uh, p- people in my social orbit who were like over while I was I will be playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and I would find um, prostitutes and I would violently murder them and keep stabbing their corpse. <laughs>
1: there's a there's a wonderful <laughs> clip of uh, probably the funniest thing Nick Fuentes ever did. Which was him playing GTA Five, and finding the seeds, and yelling at Ben Shapiro as he like beat them to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they put a seeds in GTA. To be honest with you, yeah, um, I didn't know that was there. Yeah, but yeah, but in terms of like this, in terms of The Sims, I think one of the reasons you want to avoid coding uh, NPCs as some kind of degenerate is because they'll they will just be murdered by the player. And games are very have to be very protective of these kind of uh of uh I guess you call it aberrant uh characters because whenever players get a chance, players tend to kill them. Uh and that it 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 doesn't even seem to be like I don't it's not that it's unconscious, but when when you give players the option to not not even just not deal with it. They just tend to take it and almost every game that has the option just to uh, simply not engage in this behavior.
0: Yeah, it's the they same don't. as the phenomenon where like comment sections that are unmoderated or lightly moderated inevitably fill up with our guys, right?
1: Yeah, it's just, just the natural natural tendency. Uh what is it you I think where you were in Dragon Age you were just say, like, oh, I'm just not gonna deal with this gay character, you know? <laughs> right, Yes. We just we'll just kind of step around that, even though like the game wants you to, and uh, there's uh, uh, Watchdogs, I think uniquely was trying to subvert this, because it's, the the kind of thing is that you have, like, access to, like, this NSA-style metadata on everyone, so you see, like, their deepest darkest secrets, sometimes you see information that's useless when you you see somebody on the street, sometimes you see information that's, like, you know, deep, darkest secrets, but you can, like, look at a guy, and it's like, oh, HIV HIV positive, and just (laughs) shoot him because that's, like, his detract secret. I think it's supposedly subverting, but it just makes you, you know, able to kind of enforce your will on, this, on the uh, NPCs in a, in a way I think the game... I'm sure the game will either fix that in the next iteration, but... Uh, the, the, there, maybe that, that could be an episode of the, like, the history of this kind of stuff in, in games and how players have like historically dealt with it because... Players have been have been very creative in uh, fixing their games, if you will.
2: Yeah, and uh, I th- I think there's definitely a kind of an interesting element of the more the more this stuff they add to games, the more kind of mechanics they have to add um, to prevent players from from inter- from reacting in these ways, and so they draw you out of the realism and. Um, have to add these kind of hokey mechanics to make these these power fantasies like impossible to play out and so they kind of have to inflict these unrealistic limitations on the players when they try and quote fix these these elements in games that people can interact with however they want
0: yeah so Maybe that's it. A reminds good, me of I don't yeah. I
1: don't want. To, it reminds me of the flight simulators where you can't fly into New York. <laughs> yeah, <Or you> <laughs> yeah, fly, exactly yeah. that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> or like the, the simulation just towers. stops when you when you hit a <laughs> yeah, hit the Twin Towers or whatever. Yeah, it's just like ex- error exception. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so what do you? I mean, I guess we're getting into like speculative territory, maybe, but that's okay. Uh, what do you think is the future of the series, or where where does it go from here?
2: uh the future of just the kind of the sims in general mm-hmm. um yeah i think that the sims is just gonna kind of go where the culture is going as kind of joking around about how the sims is like the gop of games in that like it does some of the woke stuff but a couple years behind all the time i think that as things get more woke in general um and this stuff is is forced more on people and on games even more so than it already is i think the sims is just going to basically become a degeneracy simulator um i think that's you can see with the kind of the kind of mindset of the people who developed it and the whole situation with the guy almost secretly not so secretly take from that what you will adding adding this mechanic to the game um it was kind of there at the beginning and so i think that as this stuff becomes more more pushed in the public sphere and in the gaming sphere as it has been for a long time, I think the sims is just, yeah it's just gonna like a lot of things are becoming it's just gonna become a degeneracy simulator
0: so so there's i don't know if news is quite the quite the right way to put it, but uh I saw and and um yesterday, and I think it's it's making the rounds on on social media um uh, some company called Stitch Bug Studio has a crochet thing. Have you heard of this? Have you, uh, the the bit, Bitty Bug? Do you know what you know what I'm talking about yet? You will in a minute. Mm-mm. So the bitty, bug, the bitty Bug Soft Packer is a custom prosthetic packer, that is prosthetic penis, in sizes appropriate for children, made from soft, durable yarn and polyester filling. It is easy to wear pinned to undies or tucked in a packing pouch. Silicone prosthetics do not come in sizes appropriate for kiddos. The bitty bug soft Packer is lightweight, comfortable, low maintenance, and can be tossed in the washing machine. Adorable and functional. Uh, and and in the um, sort of suggested, they have they have pictures of the actual product. It's like a little it looks like a little tiny you know, penis. And and there one of the photos in the this advertisement you can order it from their page is um there's a photo it's like a little teddy bear, in little you know underwear for like a three year old with one of these, um, this is for like three, this is for like two, three, four-year-olds, is, um, you know, uh, girls, two, three, four-year-old girls that uh, this product is 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 being marketed, you know, obviously for the parents of, of these poor sexual abuse victims. But, um, yeah, so I guess, you know, in keeping with the kind of general theme here, that um, <laughs> I guess uh, The Sims 5 will probably have, you know, tranny, like, adults maybe tranny teens but we won't yet have tranny three-year-olds that's i guess for the Sims six maybe dlc for the sims five right probably dlc yeah probably like required dlc though (laughs) you
2: can't can't get away with not installing this you have to pay for it but you have to install
0: (laughs) and then and then someone will mod it out and they'll like you know take down issue dmca takedowns for the um for the mod that removes it assuming anyone, anyone even bothers at that point i guess
2: Um, yeah.
1: Oh God. I'm sorry. I don't want to, no, like I I, I fell into some weird Sims forums. Um,
2: (laughs) there's a lot of those. Yeah.
1: And I'm just, I'm just searching like Sims Jew and like, (laughs) sorry, but it's, it's topical too. So this person in Sims four, there's apparently a seasons pack when you get to pick like the holidays in the world. And this person, uh, wanting some representation, uh, made all the holidays, the Jewish holidays. Um, but it, unfortunately, it turns the whole world into like, the same. Onto the same holidays, so the whole world is Jewish, and she <laughs> finds it odd. Um, but more importantly, uh, she like modded this, or not modded, put this expansion on on an existing game, and she was role playing them as Episcopalians initially. I don't know why she would, but now they're Jews. But the name of the people is the. It's, it's spelled L-A-N-D G-R-A-A-B-S the land grabs <laughs> so, so, this woman is talking about how happy she is to be represented by the Jewish land grabs sounds like an Israel simulator
0: <laughs> yeah and I'm losing my
1: shit over here
2: <laughs> well it's funny uh, that you mentioned that in The Sims 1 there is a menorah but there's no crucifix. I, so yeah, take I, take I, of that I, what you will.
1: I've seen that
0: lots of places. Yeah, no Can that Can you go to houses
1: with menorahs and remove the doors?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you put wooden doors <laughs> Yeah. I was
2: going to say if they're wood, you don't need to remove them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, well, I mean, and and normally I would say cuz I I'm definitely of the kind of, you know, old school type mentality where um you know, I think opener more open engines are good, and modding is good, and you know the the more of that kind of stuff there is, generally, the better. It it is though unfortunate that that's the direction of this kind of stuff, especially with these kinds of of games, I guess, t- tends towards these days. And um, yeah, just just unfortunate, I guess. But whatever. I mean, I'm not you know low on my list of you know we we can, we can get the flamenco for, for for Sims Four mods maybe other few things that need to be Flammenwerft first. Um, yeah, I, I wanted, I, I was thinking about this I realized we didn't necessarily um, um, get so much and, 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 and uh, maybe as a, as a place to kind of end it overall like what um, you, you mentioned a little bit about the kind of themes and, and we talked a little bit I guess about the kind of mechanistic nature of their view of human nature and, and this kind of stuff but um I do want to talk before we go a little bit, at least, about sort of um, you know how you see Marty, the um, the themes of The Sims, or, or how all that comes out, and and I know it's a big topic, but whatever. What, um, yeah, do you have stuff to say on that.
2: Well, the The Sims, and I've talked about this in the series, um, is a very um, materialistic view of the world, and part of that is because of the limitations of of something like that. I mean, the the way they designed it, y- your sim is basically their their experience in life and their mood and happiness is just developed into some categories that you just plus or minus things into to improve their overall their all overall mood or experience or enjoyment of life. Cringe and, and utilitarian
0: so, build. Sorry, go on.
2: Exactly, and so y- you literally improve your sim's life by purchasing a more comfortable couch that they can sit in while they watch a bigger TV and that will improve their fun and comfort, which will in turn, when they go to work after sitting on that couch and viewing that TV, their work performance will go up because they're in a better mood when they leave for work, which will open up opportunities for them to get promoted. So when I was joking, I was joking earlier about the SIM ant leading to the Sims because you can only play as a bug man. Um, it's that's actually joke. pretty accurate. <laughs> it's actually pretty it's accurate. Joke, and that's yeah. that's partly because of the body. mechanics, because of the limitations of okay, well how do you simulate a person? There's these inputs. But that's not to say that there aren't ways they could implement a sort of fulfillment or spirituality that's based around not just social interactions as in you talk to another sim and your social goes up there's ways that they could make it more complex i don't know if they've done this with the later ones i doubt they've made it that much more complex but ways that you can improve your sims quality of life in ways that aren't directly tied to products Um, because in the early in. in the early stages and in the first sims that very much is the game. And one thing I find curious, I don't know, there's probably a lot of legal stuff involved in this, is that at least in The Sims 1, and maybe 2, I played 2 very little, it seems like product placement really isn't a thing in The Sims. And I'd be curious if they implemented this in later Sims, because when you think about it, The Sims is the perfect platform for advertising and product placement. Because why not put a cocoa like Coca-Cola branded Coca Cola dispenser, and when your sim uses it and drinks a Coca Cola, their mood goes way up.
0: Or get, and or so like people, Gucci bags or something, you know? Exactly, I, like yeah.
2: your sim's life literally becomes <laughs> becomes like measurably better because they have this branded product. Or like
0: Kim Kardashian licenses her likeness, and you know you can get the Kim Kardashian DLC and hang out with your best bud, Kim Kardashian. Yeah,
2: which is yeah, and it's something I've talked about in kind of the introductions to the episodes. Is it's interesting how they talk about reality TV and The Sims tying into reality TV, which there's an element of that, I think. But The Sims is, is, in our contemporary sense, closely related to like live streamers who just live stream themselves walking around doing everyday stuff, talking about boring shit, who cares? Um, but live streamers, influencers, are um, get these marketing deals with companies. So it seems like that sort of thing would naturally kind of invade the sims from an early stage and i don't know if they haven't done more of this later but it seems like the sims would be the perfect platform to kind of mirror that i mean not everyone can be a high-end influencer but you don't really need to be for marketing reasons if you're playing the sims and they just implement that marketing functionality into the game
0: yeah and then you can just you know live a simulated simulated existence as a you know very rich successful person and i mean it sort of feeds into the thing we're talking before about transgenderism right it's i mean it's simple yeah similar kind of dynamic yeah and
2: that's the thing is like that's a perfect just like influencers are the perfect breeding ground for this supposedly emergent authenticity to put a product in there i mean why not have your sim be able to buy a tesla and then all of their problems go away or something like <laughs> you, that
0: you were saying something louis i think you had a couple things yeah to say. well
1: what if you were to mod in or like a, a wheel to power stat where the more comfortable <laughs> you got it damaged you. Like, <laughs> it can, power, only like, you can only be like you could only be fulfilled <laughs> through jihad. Like,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can we get some? Can we get some Hamas DLC? Yeah. It'd be very easy,
1: <laughs> if, they, if you could introduce like a, a like a negative to prosperity, the thing into the Sims, it would be more com- much more complex. It, like yeah, like the more material stuff they have. Suggestion, if yeah. you want to like massively improve it. I think if you made the system a, like, even a smidge deeper than material prosperity makes happy, I think you could have a very interesting thing going on, you know? If you introduced, like, downsides to material prosperity, but I don't know, I don't, it'd be hard to do it.
2: Uh, well, the interesting, thing, the interesting thing is that does manifest itself in the process of people playing the game. Um, one of the common complaints from reviews from the early 2000s was people pointing out the fact that they were like, okay, well, what's the point of this game? Like, I bought the best TV. I have this super cool house, I guess. Like, and I'm going to... My Sim's still going to his same job. I've maxed out my career. Like, what's the point of playing this game? Like, there's no... People kind of naturally chafe against the the yeah, limitations Victorian. of that materialistic yeah. existence. And so while it's not addressed uh, in the uh, game... Of
1: the, system, of the systems, of the Sims.
2: Yeah, exactly. And since it, Sorry, since it's that. not what, addressed what
1: say, in the... I, I couldn't quite uh, The Epicurean... Uh, elements of the sims yes yes but it, it,
0: it's, yeah i mean it's yeah. basically yeah. utilitarian i mean it, it's it's a kind of almost a work of utilitarian philosophy in a sense right well my, my sim has the maximum utils of
1: happiness right Ex- so. exactly
0: which are purely defined and have can only be defined in, in mechanistic terms or even if you want to be like you want to say like a little more sophisticated you know you, you can maybe kind of bracket to some extent the um the sort of material question of materialism or physicalism and just say like because this is my thing um to to wax philosophical for a moment is i i really see more and more the limitations of actually leftism generally but but this whole kind of worldview as um the inability to separate pleasure from happiness and pain from suffering and and really seeing you know being unable to understand that not all pleasure is happiness and not all pain is suffering and and they're really kind of you know and 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 so yeah i mean what maybe you could speak to this marty because i don't know but but it seems as an outsider that there, there doesn't really seem to be any kind of mechanic nor any ability for there to be any mechanic or any kind of design impetus pushing in this direction that would be like okay well this sim experiences this which we're we're coding as pleasure or whatever kind of, I don't know how pleasure per se is coded, but you understand what I mean. But that's going mm-hmm. to detract from their happiness or or vice versa. Doesn't seem like there's any sense of that at all.
2: At least not in the original one in Sims One. It's all okay. um, based on immediate mood or like different different levels of different kinds of moods. Um, yeah, it's interesting because the Sims I think
1: make it deeper. Even like a short-term, long-term happiness system make it much deeper. Yes. So yeah, levels, I, think I think they may have
2: implemented. I think they may have implemented something life like goals. that. Goals.
1: They ha- I know they had like some
2: yeah kind of
0: life goal type system, but that's not really what I'm talking. About. Like, because even then, it's like okay, well, you there's no. For example, the kind of thing I'm talking about is like okay, you you or like you were saying before with the TV, but at a slightly deeper level, okay, you accomplish your life goal, right? And then that's just in game terms like pure reward. There's no sense of like okay, well, I got the big promotion. Now I have more responsibility, less free time, a little more money, but it doesn't make me happier. And actually now I'm asking existential questions about like, what the hell is this all even for? Which, I mean, we all I think are familiar with that kind of dynamic. Sorry, yeah?
2: Oh, I was just, I'm going to keyboard clack for just a second here. Because I think there is, I'll look it up. There's In Sims 4, they added aspirations. Um, So I just kind of want to look that up real quick to see... um, because i think aspirations is what they added uh right, okay. yeah. <laughs> no c- carry on i'll just see if i can find something on us in the background
0: so here's a – I here i found in the in the sims wiki Aspiration is a lifelong goal for a sim in The Sims 4. There are 10 categories of aspirations for sims aged teen or older, as well as a separate category for child sims. Aspirations and completing aspirations give special traits to sims. A sims aspiration can be changed at any time. The aspiration feature is similar to lifetime wish in The Sims 3, and both aspiration and lifetime want in The Sims 2. Similar to the Sims really? two aspiration system, the Sims four allows the player to select from ten available types of aspirations when creating teen or older Sims and create a sim, or once a sim grows up into a team. Uh, into a teen. But there's no
1: like Ooh, I mean I it's I all play my aspirations I have to play Hearts of Iron. <laughs> that is exactly that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, I can't simulate my life. I want, I want my where's my simulator, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and there's no, like... and, and it's, you know, Completing an Aspiration. Once all four milestones of an Aspiration are completed, that sim will be given a reward trait. Unlike bonus traits, sims can have multiple reward traits if they complete multiple Aspirations in their lifetime. Once an Aspiration is completed, the player can select another Aspiration for the sim. Uh, so it's all, as I was saying before, it's just a pure bonus. There's no, like... Um, there's no sense of, like, you know, I, I, com- I have this goal that I've had forever, and I reach the top of the mountain, and then I'm like, well, actually, it doesn't... Or, like, one of these I'm looking at just randomly is extreme sports enthusiast. This sim wants to explore Mount a wilderness and participate in extreme snow sports. And so you, like, do a bunch of, like, extreme sports stuff. It's like, okay... And, I mean, I, I understand at a certain level you're maybe asking more than um, a video game is capable of delivering in terms of, like, you know, what... What even is a video game capable of, or what is it for? And and that's fine. I mean, you you can critique what I'm saying that way, I guess. But I think the point still remains. It's like, again, when you when you when you reduce like an aspiration, right, or this kind of stuff, to just like a you know, oh, okay, I have a goal, and then I achieve my goal, and then I get bonus points for achieving my goal, and I'm happier, and that's sort of it's like, well. No, it just doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. And and we, again, we we fall upon this not necessarily purely materialistic, but definitely mechanistic uh, conception of happiness as a matter of like inputs and outputs, right?
2: Yeah. Well, maybe we need to just wait for the uh, paradox games take on The Sims <laughs> if we want the complete. Isn't that if we want Hearts the complete experience? Just, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I was going to make a joke that. The like, Sims was the first Paradox game because that's the DLC model. Was just straight. <laughs> that, definitely.
0: Or what? Well, no, I mean that's what I I, I saw uh, Louis Conde in the on post was saying. Like he used to play a lot of uh, Crusader Kings, and then he and then I said offhand uh, one time that um I we, I guess in our discussion of of Paradox and Total War that like which is true. I mean I kind of couldn't get that far into it because it felt just like the sims to me the you know the, just like all these relationship management simulator type stuff and he was like ever since he said that it's like you know it's like someone says your girlfriend has man hands and you just like you can't look at her hands and it's like oh god and uh, <laughs> he has the trouble playing crusader kings ever since
2: yeah, so I, I think there there is some things to say about The Sims philosophically as a simulation, but a lot of the most interesting things are due to the me- those mechanistic elements, which are, I mean, partially due to the limitations of designing a game about human characters um, on that level of detail. And also keeping people invested in a way where you get that dopamine reward for improving something in your sim's life it has to be a input and then you get an output that makes you feel good about what your sim did but and even, it's okay
0: but even in those terms right you could i mean it, there's nothing that's preventing even in those design in that kind of design template or in using that kind of a design language like you know achieve sainthood could be a goal or like whatever go to church x number of times per year or or you know what i'm saying like there's nothing design wise but i don't is there a church structure or equivalent?
2: Not in The Sims One. Um, as far as I know, not in any of them. I don't think.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Right. Like. Yeah. There's no. I'm, I'm looking. There's no Okay. Religion is religion is part of the Sims Medieval. But there's <laughs> that's <laughs> <some>
1: kind of. <laughs> that's weird, pretty like.
2: telling, right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play The Sims Medieval. To be honest, I didn't know it was a thing. It sounds oh, like yeah. yeah.
2: Sounds like a more well, enjoyable I,
1: version. I, I think the dungeon making element must probably be really refined. Let's hope so. Maybe we could. Our guys could take over The Sims Medieval. That could
0: be. Thing. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of fun. I mean, Ooh, it I just, just shows ask, you. Like, I don't,
1: I don't know how familiar you are with this one, uh, Marty, but have these Sims made? Like, what? Are, what is the? Like, are they basically MMOs at this point? Like, are you playing with other players at this point, or are you still like? In a modern Sims game, are you like a, still a solo? Is it like an offline solo thing?
2: I don't know with the modern ones. Um, I imagine there is something like that. My experience is really primarily with Sim One, Sims One, and a little bit with Sims Two. I know in the original Sims there was actually the Sims Online. Um, I don't know how how like refined that got, and to what extent they were able to do it. But I know there was a demand when the Sim One Sims One came out. For them to add an online kind of almost MMO functionality, I don't think they were really able to do that in the way people wanted them to implement it. But there was a demand from people who played The Sims early on to add that functionality. I imagine with the later ones they've probably done that, but I haven't played The Sims 4 uh, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I remember something about like trying to add multiplayer functionality and it basically not working. Although I haven't followed that um, since, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I mean, you sort of see obviously like the ways in which that would be popular. Um, so I don't know.
2: You can also see the ways in which it would cause endless issues. Also, <laughs> I mean, when it when you get into the The fact that The Sims really is, for a lot of people, like a sort of narcissistic identity simulator. Like, if you implement that into, like, an open world with other people, that's going to be, like, internet forum conflicts, like, dialed up to 10.
1: Imagine, like, all the things that we code word for, like, you know, bad think. Yeah. Everybody starts saluting, you know, like, oh. (laughs) So you start doing right arm gestures and, you know, we'll react you Picking up, of, picking up a bunch of blonde characters and khakis and walking around in formation. Like, yeah, I could, <laughs> I could go off the rails real fast.
0: So I, okay, now this is like all jogging my memory. So this talk about sort of, it, it's funny how um, synchronicities work. So there was in 2002, The Sims Online um, that required a subscription fee, was an, an MMO of, of $10 a month. Uh, and it was rebranded as EA Land. On in 2007, and then shut down in 2008. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, to, to, to go to your earlier point, Louisa that you were saying, I, I think like this is the kind of thing where it's like it would be easy and awesome and fun and and hilarious uh, and genuinely revolutionary to get in the multiplayer and you know lose your account by harassing the trannies and you know anyone. Like I'm sure they'll add, you know, this character is a tranny character, and you can go be like misgendering them in, in multiplayer. Um, that I, I very much look forward to, to doing, but, um, here's as of, as of two days ago, as of this recording on, on, on May 15th, uh, 2021, I found an article saying, um, that the Sims 5 will feature multiplayer. Uh, here's, here's a quote from EA's chief studio officer, Laura Mealy, uh, Uh, revealing that the next installment of the sim franchise will feature a multiplayer aspect quote we had the sims online that came out in 2002 which was around 20 years ago we certainly were ahead of our time i think 20 years later we learned a lot about how players interact what motivates players how players can come together cooperatively and so as you imagine as we think about the next generation of the sims it's super important for us to have the best tools the most flexibility and for players to really expand on their blah 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 bunch of like but yeah. Anyway, so multiplayer will be happening in in The Sims Five, according to EA.
2: Well, hopefully, that's a disaster.
0: <laughs> I can't see how it wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
2: i look forward to seeing uh, what comes out of that.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, did you have any any uh, like closing thoughts or, or um, uh, kind of big picture stuff you you wanted to say or or um other you know other something you thought about but didn't mention.
2: Um, not particularly. Um, I think The Sims was, I think it was very influential. I think the the original one kind of gets lost, um, just because it's an older game. People aren't really as familiar with it, and a lot of the ways that it kind of influenced, um, kind of relationship simulation gaming, and really expanded the uh, player base as far as appealing to appealing to women and appealing to different people. I wouldn't say The Sims is primarily the source for a lot of things that went wrong with games and the kind of culture around gaming, but I think it definitely contributed to a lot of the negatives. Um, I think that's pretty clear looking back on kind of what developed out of that Um, because The Sims kind of created a lot of these weird insular forums around it and um, things people wanted implemented in the kind of relationship aspects to it, not to mention a lot of the elements that, that went into it initially, especially with the um, kind of blank slate sexuality. I mean, there's no way to be sure looking back on how influential those things were, but I definitely think it contributed a lot of negatives. Um,
0: it definitely and, set the tone in a lot of ways. I, I, I think yeah, it,
2: sure. it it opened the door. I don't know that it pushed a lot of the negatives in, but it certainly opened the door um, to, for people to do that themselves or do that cooperatively.
0: Louis, did you have any any closing thoughts?
1: No, I think I you know I've expressed all my sure. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: um, thanks for coming out, I, Marty. Oh, I was guess a, if you
1: want to if you want to laugh, you know, just google any kind of bad think word in sims <laughs> <laughs> I haven't let down
0: yet yeah that um that sounds like a some some fun post threads in the making um yeah th- i just wanted to say uh thank you again marty for for coming out and and um you, you i presume it played a bunch of like sim city and stuff too right so maybe we could have you back for a i think i think city builder episode would be good um uh, and like the Pharaoh games and, and, and the, you know, Caesar, they have a bunch of like these ancient world simulators, city simulators. Yeah. I, my yep. experience
2: was primarily with SimCity 2000. And then okay. I played the Caesar games too, a, a yeah. bit.
0: Yeah. Which is fine. Which is, I think that'll be great. So yeah, maybe we could do that again uh, in the future. Um, I don't have anything else to add. I think this was a, uh, this was a fun discussion. And uh, yeah, I hope, I uh, hope you all enjoyed uh, Till next time. Take care, everybody. Yeah,
1: so dumb girls are dumb girls are dumb